It's our guy. We close off the week every Friday in style with our guy, Mark Drumheller. You can find him on socials at X underscore Drumheller. He is our sports wagering wizard for the gambler. And we're going to go all over the damn place with Drum today, as we normally do. But uh, I feel like definitely more than usual today as the NFL draft props are coming in, plus the win totals, plus UFC, plus golf. Let's do it all. Drum, how you doing, my friend? Happy Friday. I'm doing fantastic. Couldn't be happier, man. We got so much going on right now. We got tremendous news with the union today. Yes. You know, they're going to be the home of the station for the next two years. So um, everything's going well. I'm excited, man. And there's so much action going on. You know, I feel like I got my hands and everything. I'm like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that is absolutely correct as far as with the union. We are the home of the Philadelphia Union for the next two seasons. It's exciting stuff. And uh, as I said to everybody in our group, everybody that represents this station, uh, whether you're a host, whether you're one of these guys that help out posting, whether you're a guy that uh, hops on the phone and we interview, you know, uh, give us your take, all that. Bottom line is the reason why the union are believing in what we're doing is because it's collective. Everybody's working hard over here and and uh we we got the credibility going right now with the gambler so appreciate you as always drum because you have been there from a day one with that being said let's get into it though because today was a happy day woke up and all of a sudden i saw william hill posting the nfl season win totals and i immediately sent that over to mark drumheller first of all of course philadelphia philly sports talk radio let's talk about the eagles what was the number that you thought the Eagles would be set at, Drum? And what is your thoughts on them at seven? Yeah, I think seven's a little high. I thought it'd be six and a half, um, maybe even six. You know, I understand we get the extra game. I get it. But um, it, it's pretty much a full rebuild, right? Like, they got an old roster. They're trying to turn things around. They're, you know, what are they going to do with the first pick? They could be going in there with Jalen Hurts, who, let's be honest, you know, as much as this function was going on around him. He really didn't do a ton, you know, with the opportunity that he had. He had the big win against the Saints, but as a passer, did not look good down the stretch. The offense was miserable. So now we got a new coach and we got, you know, all these reports about the front office and it just seems like it's going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. So uh, I think seven's a pretty big number. If you're going over seven, you got to get to eight. Now you're looking at eight and nine. A lot to ask from uh, our friend Nick Sirianni, I think, in year one. Mm. I am with you there, I, and I I feel like it's already setting up bad for some Eagles fans out there because I saw a lot of people on the timeline going, oh, I think Jalen Hurts will keep them in game, so Ron makes some plays, and they're going to win games that they have no business winning. I don't see that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, the draft's going to be interesting because I think one of the the you know most fascinating parts about this draft is are like the Eagles going to deviate from their previous track history. Usually they're like offensive line, defensive line early, right? Building the trenches, Andy Reid stuff. They're they, they're desperate for a skilled position, you know, weapon, a wide receiver to give to Jalen Hurts. Lurie comes out and says they're going to use the pick to help Jalen Hurts. That makes you think wide receiver, but there's also talk about could be a cornerback, could go on the defensive end, which, you know, I think wouldn't be a bad idea. you got to cover these guys too, you know. So mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see what direction they go. All right, a couple other win totals. Um, you sent me a couple plays that you like. I want to toss this out there. We'll we'll get into your five or four teams that you sent. Uh, first of all, 12, the highest number on the board, Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks at 11.5. Any surprise there? No, not really. I mean, I mean, you look at the Chiefs and, you know, people were talking before the Super Bowl like they could be the next big dynasty, right? And, you know, they're going to try and rebuild the offensive line. They're a little bit banged up. 
Um, you know, they have Patrick Mahomes. They still have a ton of weapons. They have Andy Reid, who's one of the best head coaches in the league. You know, so that's not a surprise to me. Um, 12 and 5 is a push. You know, that, that seems like, you know, pretty possible for them to do. You know, 13 and 4 is going to get you the, uh, the money in that situation. Uh, Kansas City has been, I think, 12 and 4 the past two years or, you know, at least 12 and 4 the past couple years. So uh, that didn't surprise me. And Tampa Bay, listen, I mean, what Tom Brady's done and they, they were able to bring everybody back. And, you know, I think that they really opened some eyes because they're a team that just got better as the season went on. It was that typical dream team, you know, thing you saw where, you know, these super teams kind of take a little while to gel. But once they get get going, they get going. And I think that they're probably the team to beat in the NFC. All right. Uh, X underscore Drumheller. Mark Drumheller joins us every Friday at 530. Um, How about this one? Buffalo Bills with a lower win total than the Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo Bills coming in at 10.5, Baltimore Ravens at 11. Why do I feel like that needs to be flipped? Why do I feel like Baltimore is getting a little bit of more love there? I realize, I, I don't know, like it, what's their schedule looking like? I guess maybe they might have an easier schedule compared to Buffalo, but I, I just feel like that that should be, it's too high on Baltimore. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, a little public perception might go into that. And another thing, too, is, you know, you look what's happening in those divisions, right? Like, last year, Buffalo was the beneficiary of a down division. You know, we talk about the NFC East and how weak it's been and how easy to take advantage of. You know, the AFC East, you know, Buffalo had New England, who punted on the year. They had the Jets, who were a mess. You know, and they had Miami, who got better, but they're still a rebuilding team. Um, You know, and now this year it's going to be a lot tougher, right? Miami took the jump. You know, now they go in with Tua. They still have a ton of draft picks this year. They're going to add more talent, continue to infuse talent. They're going to go get Jamar Chase, right, and add to another weapon uh, to that offense. And then, you know, you look at the Patriots. They went all in, you know, in free agency. They're getting their whole defense back. They had so many COVID opt-outs last year and injuries and people in the defense. People forget that defense was one of the best in the league, you know, two years ago. Last year, they lost so many people. They get all those people back, plus they spent a ton of money in free agency. So they're going to be much more competitive. And I think that kind of stuff, even the Jets, the Jets go out get Corey Davis, right? They're going to get Zach Wilson. They're going to get a new quarterback in there. They got Adam Gase out of there, right? So all these teams got better. And look, you know, their stock seems to be going up in the offseason. And I just think that people see Buffalo with, having a tougher road having to play in that division than they had last year. All right. Uh, now let's get into some games, some teams that you liked their number. I immediately sent it to you, and then you sent me the eyeball emoji. I love that. Gave me a thumbs up as well. I love that. And you said, first of all, the Indianapolis Colts, who are listed at, uh, Indy is listed at 10. You said Colts under. Why is that? Yeah, you got to get down on the under here with the Colts. And, and the main reason I liked the Colts last year was because of the schedule. We talked about they won the easiest schedules in the NFL. They're able to win 11 games, right? So now we fast forward to this year. They, they have one of the hardest schedules. You look at their road schedule. They got to go to Baltimore. They got to go to San Fran, who gets their whole defense back, right? And Kyle Shanahan's going to get the quarterback that he wants. They got to go to Buffalo. Right, they got to travel a dome team outdoors to Buffalo. They got to go to Tennessee in their division. They got to go to Miami. We talked about how much better Miami is going to be. And then the, the cherry on top, the NFL adds this extra game and gives them the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So those were just the road games that I mentioned. They get Tampa Bay at home, but very very difficult schedule. Plus, you're bringing in a quarterback, Carson Wentz, who is trying to rebuild his career. Um, you know whether you think he can do it under Frank Reich is. You know, up to debate, 
Um, you know, I personally don't believe he can. Uh, you know, he's 133rd out of 133 quarterbacks at EPA per attempt since 2016 when he's pressured. And plus, he, you know, he, he's had his fumble problem. So I think that there's a lot to rebuild there for Frank Reich. You know, they have people in the offensive line retiring. They're going to have to address the tackle position in the draft. So I think it's a big ask um, for all that to happen in year one and for that team to get over 10 wins. You know, they're going to have to get to, you know, it's going to be 11-6. and six. They were 11-5 and five last year with that cupcake schedule. It's going to be a much difficult, uh, more road for the Colts this year. All right, next one up. Couple un- a couple overs here. All right, so we like that. Uh, first one up for Mark Drumheller I want to tackle with you is the San Francisco 49ers. You like the over here, and that is also 10. Why is that? Yeah, so, I mean, if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, right, they come off the Super Bowl, and the defense gets decimated. They just get crushed with injuries. Garoppolo's out, right? You know, they're, they just struggled. And they fought their way through it, but they, they're a team that is getting healthy now. They get Bosa. They get all their guys back on the defensive end. Um, plus, you know, Shanahan, the receivers, Ayuk, all those guys have another year in the system. Right, Kittle was even banged up. They get him back, right? So this is a team that I think is going to challenge Tampa to, to compete in the NFC. Uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I think that they were a great futures target. We talked about on this show, this show in the past. I think Shanahan getting the quarterback he wants really puts them in prime position to get back to the Super Bowl. So I love the Niners this year. I think this number is too low at ten, but it, this is what happens with the market. They base this a lot off of. The Pythagorean theorem, points for, points against, gets baked into it as a previous year. And, you know, they'll make some tweaks, you know, because of some stuff that we talked about. But I don't think they tweak this one enough. Um, I definitely like San Fran to be one of the best teams in the NFC, so I'm going over there at 10. All right. To the Carolina Panthers. Uh, let's see here. Carolina's listed at 7.5, and, and you say what to that at, with Mark Rule's team, or Matt Rule's team, excuse me. Yeah, I, I'm a believer in Matt Rule. I mean, he builds programs wherever he goes he builds culture we saw it here with temple man nobody wins with temple except matt rule right yeah. and then he went to baylor with that disaster you know he wins there and then you know now he's in carolina and you saw that team that team was a tough out you know earlier in the season they kind of wore down as the season went on bridgewater got hurt ran into some bad luck right now they go out and get sam darnold do not believe it was the right move you know did do not like sam darnold but I think that Brady is going to be able to get the most out of him. You know, personally, I think it's kind of like a Garoppolo move where you're just kind of buying a ticket to Purgatory. But Purgatory cashes this ticket, seven and a half wins, right? They get to eight and nine and we win. Um, And I think they can do that. You know, they're going to get a dynamic player in the draft at eighth overall, whether it's Kyle Pitts or, you know, it could be, you know, a top cornerback in the draft. Lots of different options. They could get like Slater, you know, one of the best tackles in the league to protect Arnold. But, I think they'll be able to do enough to improve their offensively to where they can get over that hump. All right. And the third and final team, and this is interesting because you want to go over on the Denver Broncos. Why do you want to go over on the Denver Broncos? And their number here, wow, I can't even find it. Where the hell is their number? What are they? Oh, they are listed seven and a half as well. Yeah. That's another team. Like, we don't even need them to have a winning record. We just got to get them to eight and nine. Um, I, I, some of the, again, some of this stuff goes into the division. When I look at the division, the Raiders are kind of like going backwards, it seems. They let go of everybody. We'll see what they do on draft day. And then the Chargers, I, I, I think they have a lot of work to do. But Denver, the key with them is I think they have everything in place. Like their defense got really banged up. This is another team. They get a lot of people back, right? And, you know, Von Miller, you know, gets healthy, even though he's getting a little bit older, right? These guys can play. And, 
you know, they went out, and now you have Jerry Judy in his second year. You have Cortland Sutton. They went out and got all the weapons. All they need is the quarterback to make this thing go, and I think they're going to get that in this upcoming draft, and I think it's going to make a big difference. I think it's going to push them over the hump. They'll be an 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight team. Listen, they're not challenging the Chiefs, but we don't need them to, but I think they're a good play at the over 7.5. All right, what about my theory here? Um, I just took the Pittsburgh Pirates because they were the lowest total on the board. And I'm I'm ready to cash that ticket. I mean, they're like the hottest team in baseball, and the total was sixty. <laughs> uh, I think they won like five games, whatever. So who knows? I did it for you know just s and giggles here. Uh, but they've won a couple games to start out. We'll see what they look like during the dog days of summer. But the lowest total on the board here is the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans at five. Um, I'm saying it because five is a really low number, and you have to be really bad to not go over that number. Uh, is there one team that you over the other that you would say, eh, if I'm going to take the over on this team, it's that one? Which one is it? Yeah. Um, I, I think they could be under teams, to be honest. Wow. With you. I think these two teams are really trying to be historically bad. Um, I mean, you look at Houston, they can't, I mean, they don't have any players, and, you know, they're not going to have Watson. You know, um, you know whether all that stuff gets sorted out or not. Um, I don't think he's coming back there. You know, what are they going to do a quarterback? I think they signed Tyrod Taylor. Is that right? Like, you don't win games with Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor in the NFL. Um, you know, we saw that in Cleveland. We saw that with the Chargers. So I, I don't. I mean, they're. I do they win three? You know what I mean? Like, wow. I think that's a question. Detroit, the same thing. Like Jared Goff without Sean McVay. And, you know, and I. You know, again, they're a team that's completely rebuilding. They're tearing the whole thing down. Matt Patricia left the dumpster fire, and they're just really pretty much just trying to sweep up the ashes this year. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be a rough road for both those teams. Wow. Well, you know what's going to happen in Detroit, right? We're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to buy the kneecap no. off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, man. I'm afraid to luck. I got news for you. We're going to bite some kneecaps, baby. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, that, that, that works for like two games usually in the NFL, and then all those rah-rah speeches go out the window when you're getting smoked. Yeah, that's true. All right, Mark Drumheller, last one, and uh, I feel like I have to ask this question because of the NFC East, and I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys at 9.5. Your thoughts on the Cowboys going over or under 9.5? You see a under, that's a good thing for the, us, the division as a whole. Um Nine and a half. I don't know where I stand on that. Where do you stand, though? I think they can get there. Yeah. I would probably. I mean, it's so hard because Dallas is a team every year that should go over, and they don't. They find a way to mess it up. And I don't believe in McCarthy, but gosh, man, like if Prescott stays healthy and he's fine and he's the guy who's boosted, they have a ton of offensive weapons. They got Mike Nolan out of there, who's a disaster. I don't even know who they hired, but they're better than Mike Nolan. Um, so. You know, we'll see what they do on draft day, but I would probably lean over. But the Cowboys are just, you know, they're going to disappoint you every time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank God. So it's like they're a team that, you know, great on the stat sheet. They like to beat up bad teams. But um, I don't love the Cowboys, but I don't know if I could go under there either. All right. And then the Washington football team, which also could be known as the Demon Cats. I hope that's their name. I hope they are the Washington Demon Cats. Please just make that your name. Anyways, they are, they are at uh, eight, a steady eight there. Is there anything pushing you one way or the other on that one? See, I like this. I like Washington to actually win the division just because of that defense, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, that defense still let up 500 yards to Tampa Bay in the playoffs in the biggest game of the year. Um, I, I Listen, I think they're overrated, and I think a lot of people get excited and they're like, oh, Fitzpatrick, he's going to go win some games. You know, Fitzpatrick throws interceptions it, it, when games become important. That's why he's been on 16 different teams. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about Washington, I'm going to be honest with you. they got a long way to go. Um, I think that defense was a little bit overrated, a little bit of a product of the teams they played down the stretch. When things got serious in the playoffs, they, they didn't show up. Um, and, you know, listen, and they, they have no quarterback. You know, maybe they get in the draft, they trade up and they get somebody. But if they do, it'll probably be Trey Lance because of where they're picking and where they'd have to go up to get somebody. So um, that's going to be a bit of a project. So that's not going to help them next year. So, um, I mean, I think under. I'm not big on the football team. I think they could, you know, I'm, I, they're really right there with us probably, you know, closer to the bottom yeah. than the top. All right, Mark Drumheller joining us as he does every single Friday here at 5.30. Let's mix it up. I will save some of these NFL draft uh, picks that you have coming up because we got another week or so that we can really dive deep into the NFL draft. But I do want to point out we were pretty close to Justin Fields, right? Weren't we? What, what, wasn't that what you were saying last Friday? Take him on the under four and a half? Yeah, under four and a half was plus money this time last week. And, and the beauty is if you went out and got that ticket, even if you don't believe – the steam that's coming in now on Fields going to San Francisco. I was able to get Fields yesterday morning, plus 190, before, before the move came um, to go to San Francisco with the third pick. But even if you don't believe that's going to happen, I, I strongly believe that Atlanta is trading out of that spot. I think somebody's going to trade up in there. If they trade up in there, it's going to be for Justin Fields. They're not trading up in there for Trey Lance. So um, I think that he's definitely going to go in the top four. So I think that that's the best ticket to have in your pocket. You know, I think it's a plus EV bet getting field under four and a half with a steal. And I think that, you know, we're, we're going to cash that ticket come draft night. All right. And then uh, real quick on this one, UFC, we got a fight tomorrow. I saw some pushing and shoving at the weigh-in today. That was good. <laughs> Whitaker and uh, Gastelum. Is that how you say his last name? Yes. Yes. Kelvin Gastelum. So, so it's going to be a good fight. I mean, these guys are both, um, you know, they both, are top middleweight guys that just couldn't get past Adesanya, right? Whitaker was the mm. champ. He got starts by Adesanya. He got knocked out. And Gastelum had like a five-round war with him. You know, couldn't get the belt from him. But, you know, again, you know, Whitaker's probably the best in the division um, outside of Adesanya. He's just one of those things where he's probably never going to be able to get that belt back. But I got him here at plus 100 by decision. I think the line's a little bit too wide. It, I think it's minus 286 now. Um, but, you know, Whitaker is a guy who, you know, I think is just going to be a little bit too much for Gaslam. Gaslam, you know, since he lost that five-round award to Adesanya, he's been really underwhelming. He lost his next fight to Jack Hermanson, got submitted in the first round, and then he won a decision. And, and both these guys in their past couple fights have just won decisions. You know, that's really what they've been doing. They've been a little bit more conservative um, after losing to Adesanya. And I think we're going to see a lot of feeling out in this fight. Um, it's going to be exciting. I mean, you know, Whitaker, you know, can do a lot of things, kicks, punches, you know, and, you know, the one thing about Gaslam I'll give him is he's hard. He, you're not going to finish him. Like, I know he got submitted, but, you know, he's very tough to knock out. Iron chin, he will stand in there and throw. <laughs> so I think it could be a real exciting fight once it gets going after the first couple rounds. But I just think, you know, 
the way the line is, I think it's kind of too wide to play Whitaker that way. So you can get him at like plus 100, plus 110 by decision. And I think that's the best way to go about it. All right. And who's your golfer this weekend? Who's winning it all? Uh, my outrights, I had three outrights. Kevin Nas out, but I'm on Morikawa and answer. Both of them, good days again today. I mean, Sink's just unconscious, though, at minus 16. I think he was like six or seven strokes gained putting, which can't hold up. So, I mean, you know, eight of the last 10 years, um, it's been, you know, 13 under or less that's won at this course. I know Webb won it last year at, at 22 under, but that was in June. A little bit of different dynamic with the course, but. So I'm expecting him to come down. I'm expecting my man Morikawa to rise up. So I got Morikawa top 10, too. I got answer top 20 as well as the outright. So let's hope we can cash them all. All right. Mark Drumheller next week. We'll hit on UFC, more UFC with uh, some really good matches coming up here, including next week with Masvidal stepping back into the octagon. Always fun to debate his fights. And then uh, NFL draft coverage as well. But good luck on all your plays, man. And I am on Morikawa as well. So that should scare you. But Stuart Sink ain't backing down. It doesn't seem like, so we'll see. But, hey, man, enjoy the weekend. Always a pleasure, Drum. And uh, we'll catch up next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. There he is. Mark uh, Drumheller. All right.